podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on Thursday after Liverpool have defeated Norwich in the FA Cup by two goals to one at Anfield. Liverpool lined up with a strong team, as expected. Alisson in goal, James Milner at right back, Ibu Kanate, Joe Gomez, Costa Simicus across the back, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, Jordan Henderson and Curtis Jones in midfield, Taki Minamino, Divock Origi and Diogo Jota up front. It is remarkable to think that only Alisson from that group is really in Liverpool's best eleven. It shows the depth we now have, which is really nice to see after many years of not being able to take the cup seriously. We can now take a real shot at winning both. Harvey Elliott was introduced for Curtis Jones at half-time. Tyler Morton replaced Jordan Henderson on 61. We had the substitution of Luis Diaz for Diogo Jota and Sadio Mane for Divock Origi on 84 as Klopp looked to put a bit more attacking threat on in case of counter-attacks after Norwich had gotten back into the game. Taki Minamino put the Reds one up on 27. Good work from Curtis Jones and Costa Simicus on the left. Cross into the box, fell to Origi's feet. He moved the ball on to Minamino. It's a good touch to get it out of his feet. It's a good finish and it's 1-0 to the Reds. 12 minutes later, it's 2-0. Corner comes in, clears everybody, gets a bit of a flick from a Norwich defender and from there falls to Tacky's feet. Again, it's one touch out of the feet and an absolute rocket that kisses the post. On its way in, that's eight goals. This sorry, that's nine goals this season for Taki Minamino in about eight hundred and ninety minutes or so that he's played. Nine goals in eight hundred and ninety minutes. Uh, compare that to the combo of Jack Grealish and Jaden Sancho, who've played three thousand six hundred and seventy-four minutes. And only managed eight goals. That's one hundred and seventy-five million pounds. Not so well spent, though. You know, Sancho will turn things around, but he'll never be as good as Taki Minamino. Taki is the cup king this year. Obviously, he was very important in our run in the League Cup, and now proving equally as important in the FA Cup. You have to love that he's finally getting the recognition and respect he deserves. But that's seven cup goals this season. Three in the FA Cup so far. He got four in the League Cup. He is 
a vital part of the squad now in terms of being able to play in these games and give us that frontline goal scorer. Jota's obviously there as well. Divock plays his part, but it has so far been tacky, who's been outstanding. James Pierce made comment that he looks a bit stronger. He's a bit more able to cope with the physicality of the league, and that is interesting. He also mentioned his movement. That's a bit of nonsense. Tacky's movement when he was at Salzburg was sensational. It was one of the things that really stood out before we bought him was just how good his movement was, his intelligence, the way he found space. When we played Salzburg and they had that front four of Haaland and Wang with Tacky and Dominic Sabalaya behind them, Tacky's movement was what it was all about. That's what really caused us the problems. We dealt quite well with Dominic. We dealt quite well with Haaland. But Huang and Tacky had great movement, would swap swap roles, their pace, their willingness to make those runs in the channels, their anticipation, all of those things were of a very high level. We're seeing Huang do it, obviously, this season for Wolves in the Premier League as well. But I think undoubtedly we got the better of those two. Obviously, Haaland is, is very, very special, as is Dominic. But for 7.5 million, you can't really argue with what Taki's been able to provide us. He is a quality player, there's no doubt. And he's one you'd be happy enough to, to see stay next season. He may have ambitions to go elsewhere and play more regularly, but maybe not. Maybe he's happy in this role that he has now carved out for himself at Liverpool. And if that's the case, then brilliant. Because as a sixth attacker, you won't find many better. And if our attack is to be Salah, Mane, Diaz, with Jota as the fourth, Bobby as the fifth, and Taki as the sixth, that's that's better than anybody else in the league can offer, in my view. You've still got Divock, you've still got Kate Gordon. I don't think anyone can match that. And he was really good last night. Lucas Rupp made it 2-1 on 76 minutes. Alison Becker had to make a great save shortly thereafter to deny John Lowe uh, a, a potential equaliser. But we were good. We, we were good for this game. We had control for the majority. We played quite well. I thought Curtis Jones in the half, he was on the pitch, played very, very well. Costas turned in the usual Costas performance. Joe Gomez had some iffy moments. Overall, I thought he did okay. But it got me thinking after the game because there were such conflicting views on how Joe had played. Most of his passing was good, but he did have a couple of lapse ones. A lot of his defensive work was very good, but then he was poor for the Pookie chance and he was poor on their goal. And you did sort of feel like that's just rust. That's something he will shake off. But then you get to thinking, when will he shake it off? When is Joe Gomez going to get enough minutes to shake it off? And you start looking at Joe's career at Liverpool. And incredibly, this is his seventh season at the club. And in all likelihood, this will be the fourth of those seven seasons where he doesn't play 10 league games. 
he's played five so far. It's hard to see where he gets five more. Now, he might get a bunch of sub-appearances, but then will he be brought on over Kanate? Probably only if we want to bring off Trent. He started his first season well, then he tore his ACL after five games. Didn't play again in the league. Didn't play in the league at all the next season. Played three FA Cup games. That was it. So 10 games for the club through his first two seasons. Then he played 31 games in all competitions in 17-18. 23 in the Premier League. The year we won the Champions League, he played 16 times in the Premier League. 25 in all competitions. The year we won the league, he played 28 in the league and 43 in all competitions. That is, by far, the most Joe Gomez has managed for the club. Then last season, he played 7 in the league, 12 in all comps. This season, he's got 5 in the league. He does have 14 in all competitions. But again, his minutes tally is minuscule. And for a guy who is, I believe, the most talented English central defender... And one who could, without question, be first choice for England. For him to have played so little football. Only 84 appearances for Liverpool and 21 for Charlton in his first season. He's played 105 career league matches. He spent one season with Charlton, seven with Liverpool, yet one-fifth of his appearances came at Charlton. He's just been so unfortunate with injuries and obviously competition as well from Joel Matip. But, you know, he's got 620 minutes played this season. Only 102 minutes in the league. Last season, he played 979 minutes because he was starting games. So even though he only played seven games in the league he had 590 minutes there this season he's got five games in the league but only 102 minutes there and you would have to worry will joe be looking at this summer and thinking i have to go somewhere else and play because i need to play more regularly i can't have my career be as a long-term backup because that's what he will be He's the fourth choice centre-back. Van Dijk is going nowhere. And despite being 30, you look at Thiago Silva and you think, well, there's no reason Virgil can't play at the very highest level till he's 36, 37. If, if Silva can do it, Virgil can do it. Joel has another couple of good years left in him. Kanate's younger than Joe Gomez and already ahead of him. So maybe Joe will want to move on in the summer. And look, if he does, we'll get a very good price for him. And we'll be able to replace him. But it will be a shame if his Liverpool career amounts to only two seasons playing in more than half of the league games. And that's basically what it is going to be at the end of the season. He'll have had two seasons where he played half or more of the league games. And only one season playing more than 25 league games. 
couple of other things to note from last night. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain did not play well, did not look in any way engaged in the game. He did hit the post, but I thought he just played on the periphery of the game throughout. Kanate had another very solid performance. But the most notable thing was Lee Dixon on commentary for ITV consistently criticising Liverpool's defensive line and this reliance on catching teams offside. And what's hilarious about it is, number one, Liverpool are brilliant at the high line. Liverpool are brilliant at catching teams offside. There's a reason they've only conceded 20 goals in the Premier League this season, which is the third best defence, despite this uber-risky approach and having the best attack in the league at the same time. But the funnier thing is, Lee Dixon was part of the Dixon-Bold-Adams-Winterburn back four at Arsenal, who are best known for their offensive, for their offside line, for playing the offside trap. Anyone that saw them play, their preeminent memory of them will be those guys stepping out in unison with their arms raised in the air. Tony Adams would call the line, and they'd all, without looking, just step arms in the air and catch teams offside four or five times a game. So for him, who played in a similar strategy, admittedly not on the halfway line, but he played in an era with no VAR. So it was just as risky for them. In fact, it was probably more risky because you didn't have the benefit of the VAR. For him to criticise is just absolutely hilarious. And yet, no one thinks to pull him up on it. He was just allowed to say these things on national television. Uh, We'll jump around the main Liverpool sites quickly. Uh, This is Anfield. Have plenty of post-match talk from yesterday. We've got some player ratings. uh, Some bits about Taki Minamino. A piece about Costa Simicus. Uh, Klopp saying Tacky is not for sale in his post-match. And he says the door is always open for players to make a jump into the first team if they do well in these kind of appearances, which is good to hear. He also uh, gave a positive update on Curtis Jones, who went off at halftime with a thigh injury. And it sounds like it'll be nothing too serious, which are good. Or just good. They've got some player ratings. Uh, they've given Allison a seven, Milner an eight, which is uh, unusual. Kanate an eight, Gomez a seven, Costas a seven, Henderson a seven, Ox a six, Jones an eight, Tacky an eight. How does Tacky get an eight for scoring two goals, and Jones gets an eight for going off at half time? I know Jones played very well, but that doesn't sit right at all. Uh, Divock a 7 and Jota a 7. These are a little bit um, a little bit generous, let's just say that. Uh, move on then to Liverpool.com. Liverpool can embarrass Man City with shrewd transfer move to get ahead of Jude Bellingham trend. Jamie Beno-Gittens could be an interesting option for Liverpool after he caught the eye in the UEFA Youth League game against Dortmund's under-19 side. Uh, yeah, one maybe to keep an eye on there. 
Uh, Liverpool can put Man United issue to bed in nine games despite crazy Jurgen Klopp warning. Jurgen Klopp can take his own advice with Bundesliga raid for ideal Liverpool plan B. Liverpool may end up looking for a second choice goalkeeper at some point and the Bundesliga presents Jurgen Klopp with a novel option. Novel solution, sorry. Uh, this was basically, you know, on the off chance that Quiven Kelleher could leave. That maybe someone like Manuel Ryman could be signed. This this couldn't be a worse suggestion if they tried. Uh, let's just move on from there and not bother delving too far too far into that. Uh, Liverpool contract decision expected soon. Yada yada. Uh, Mo Salah. Blah blah blah. Yeah, this is this. There's a lot of stuff there. Unusually for them, not a whole lot of transfer stuff, but you know. Can't have it every day. On AnfieldIndex.com, there is observations on Liverpool 2, Norwich 1 in the FA Cup, which was written by Scott Chandler. You can check that one out. And there is a match report uh, by Stephen Smith, who was doing kind of a, a live a live thing there. There was also a post-match row with Guy Drinkle, Lisa Marie and Stephen. So do check that one out. Also remember to check out the latest old school. There'll be another one recorded today. There's a new under pressure up and there is a Ken 7 podcast with guest James Jimbo Pierce. So again, be sure to check all of those. That is me for today, folks. Thank you as always. I will see you tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network.